Hey, I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening to our message. We strive each week to bring you relevant, practical, biblical teaching that meets you where you are. To find out more about us or what's going on at the church, head on over to scog.com or download the app. Hope you enjoy the message. We've been talking about the art of neighboring. And I don't think neighboring gets any more real than when tragedy, conflict, frustration happens. Now, I'm not talking just tragedy, conflict, and frustration with your neighbor, but just in each other's lives in which we get to speak into it. There might be something that happens in Kevin Colbert's life, and we need to speak into that. That's the tension moment if there's enough openness in that person's life to actually be able to take the moment to speak life, love, and truth into Now, there's a ton of our relationships in which we know we don't have permission to speak that into people's lives, right? You, you know, I have got, we were talking, who was I talking to? The Walkers this week. And they're like, man, Jared, this neighboring thing's hard. Well, Malia, you're the crazy chicken lady, and your chickens jump out of the, all over the fence and run around the neighborhood. So, yeah, your neighbors might get a little weird about you. She's like, no, Jared, it's not about, the, it's not about my chickens. Um, I hope she's watching this morning because she'll be thoroughly embarrassed. Um, but no, we, I was talking to Malia about this and she's like, some, some of my neighbors, like we've lived here for this long and I've gotten 10 words out. There's not permission for Malia to speak into that person's life. It's just not there. Now there's also a person catty corner to their house who now has four chickens because Malia has spoken and evangelized the wonderfulness of, of owning your own chickens into her, uh, into her life. She's got permission for relationship. Now, does that mean, and, and all Malia can talk about when I come over to her house to uh, do something, is the, the neighbor she's failing with. Isn't that the judgment zone that we do all of our lives? I could... Instead of celebrate that there's people in these seats on Memorial Day in a gorgeous weather, I could bemoan the green that I see. That's silly, right? Because I have no idea. Actually, now in the world, world we live in, how many people are watching online? I could be really upset that so-and-so's not here. Well, they were here last week. They're watching me right now. Shut your face, Jared, right? But I, gotta, I have to understand who, who I have the moment to have permission with to speak into. Sometimes that permission is not even given by your spouse. Sometimes that permission is not even given through your kids. I have twins that are preteens. One minute I have permission to speak in their life. Something changed. I don't know what it was. The channel on the TV screen. And I don't have permission anymore. Right? Get used to it. My mom can speak into Bowen's life at any point. My father, there's always a wall. No idea. Why? And my dad's like, Bowen doesn't like me. No, but that's how he treats everybody, <laughs> except your wife. So that's just how it is. And so they had an awesome conversation. For some reason, Bowen gave him permission to speak into his life this week. Mom's texting me, hallelujah, praise the Lord, let's go, right? And Because and, sometimes there's moments in which we have permission, sometimes we don't have permission. And we get crossed, you get your signals crossed sometimes. I thought I, thought I could go there with you. Nope, not today, because I had X, Y, and Z happen in my life, and no one's got permission to speak into my life. When my mother-in-law knew they were in trouble with this boy, was Kelly 
um, messed up at state meet. She failed to dive at state meet. And usually Kelly would go into a tailspin because you've never met someone as competitive as Kelly Hauser unless you've met Bowen Hauser. Um, but <laughs> she messed up. And I went and sat with her and didn't say anything, which was probably good for my physical safety, and just sat with her for like 30 minutes before we could pro she could process the disappointment and the frustration. Because when you're 18 years old, it's your last swim meet, and you messed up, there's nothing. It's like your world is over. Now, at the great scheme of things, who cares? But for that 18-year-old at that moment, it's a huge deal. And Johanna looked at Mike, my, my father-in-law, and said, we got problems. If he can get, speak to her in this moment, we, got, we better pay a little bit more attention to this boy. Because I'd only been around for like four months when that happened. Because I had permission that no one else had had permission. When we neighbor, there are moments and times in which we go, hey, I got permission at this moment. And other times she's like, nope, no permission at all. We've got to guard ourselves and we've got to be ready for ourselves to, to are we approachable enough so that we send out signals that we can have permission to have a conversation. Because often we get so busy, so in our things that we're giving off the signals and maybe we want to be giving off the signals is no one has permission to talk to me. Hit garage door, <laughs> hit garage door, no one's talking to me here, okay? I'm going in, pull the blinds down, into my fortress of solitude. Ha, ha, ha. But we've got to put ourselves in places where we can either send out the vibe of permission to speak into, have a conversation, and also be in a place where we can say, hey, permission's being given here. And that's for our kids, for our spouse, for our coworkers, for our actual neighbors, but also in the community in which we uh, proclaim whatever we're proclaiming. In a world of, of social media with Instagram and, and Twitter and, and Facebook that we sometimes can send out something that we think, there's so many times I've sent out something and people get really mad at whatever I said. And I was like, I thought that was like the most benign thing. I said, I like the color blue. That doesn't mean I hate color red and purple. <laughs> I like color blue. I can't believe you're, you're such a racist. You like blue. Like, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm being facetious, but feel, it, sometimes it feels like I've said stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I, sorry. Permission wasn't given for that. And it gets really messy in social media sphere, which is why I've, I used to be way more active. I've retracted because I'm more interested in a one-on-one -on -one conversation where I can say, wait a minute. Are we, do we understand each other here? Nope. Let's, let's keep on working at it. Let's keep on working at it. How does this work? How does this look like? Well, we're called to be witnesses. We're called to love. We're called to care for our neighbor. Mark 12, 38 to 34. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one answered Jesus is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. If we are to live this out, we have to be prepared to actually take the next step. And the next step is how we conduct ourselves, how we speak into people's lives. We've talked about in the last couple of weeks how we have to commit to staying present in people's lives, how we have to commit to pray for people, 
bring them to God. And last week we talked about how we have fun with people. But after we've done all this uh, relationship gardening is what it is, it's the pruning, it's the tilling of the soil, it's the fertilizing of it. After we've done all of that, what do we do now? We've got to commit to speak into our neighbor's lives. And I hope you all hear every time I say neighbor, that does not just mean angry John that lives two doors down. That means our spouses, our kids, our parents, our coworkers, everyone. Who's my neighbor? Well, everybody. People you agree with and people you don't agree with. To love our neighbors as ourselves, we have to be willing to speak into their life. To love our neighbor as ourselves, we have to be willing to speak into their life. Like, I don't like that, Jared. I know you don't, and I'm going to try to help you make that easier, okay? One of my favorite scriptures. This is one of my favorites. It's Colossians 4.6. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with a little salt. Now you get salt bay. Like, in, that meme is playing in my head. Like, a little, just, just a little bit, just a little bit. All right, seasoned with a little salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. You are the salt of the world. Salt loses the saltiness. What good is it, right? Let your conversation be always full of grace. Seasoned with a little salt, just a little seasoning, just a little spice, just a little flavor, just a little kick so that you may know how to answer everyone. I I love it. And I, I try to think this because when I'm speaking with people, caring about people or with the opportunity presents itself in a, a permission setting. Instead of being a clanging gong, instead of yelling, instead of saying, well, you got to do this, it is, I've got permission, and I'm, I'm just going to spice it up a little bit. I don't have to beat somebody with this. I don't have to strangle somebody with this. That's where I want to, that's, that's how I want to approach when I'm loving my neighbor, when I'm speaking into their life. Just a little salt, just a little salt. If you have two cuts of meat, and you cook one on the same exact fire, and one has salt on it, and one doesn't, one of those you're going to want to eat. The other one, you're like, eh, it's okay. Cook come from the same cow, the same, same cut, everything. But one's a little bit better. A little more, mm. And when we do this, that's how we want to live our lives and our conversations. You probably know somebody like this. Maybe you are this person that you can have a conversation with someone. They're like conversation masters. Miss Jennifer Walker, who comes to the women's conferences sometimes and leads, she's a conversation maestro. She can get a tree to talk, tell her their life story in about five seconds or less. It's, it's amazing. I am not this person. I wish I was. It's one of these things that, that, that I wish I had a talent for this. I don't. I have another friend, one of my best friends in the world. This guy, I have to consciously think, ask him a question, ask him a question, ask him a question. Because if I ask him a question, he will ask me another question, and I like to talk. And so I'll be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. and I've realized 15 minutes, I'm like, that, blah, huh? you tricked me with your Jedi mind tricks, right? But these conversation masters who, who, who can season these with salt in that you are pulled into conversations, that when we think about how, who we are supposed to be and how we're supposed to love our neighbor, because sometimes it might be that person in our life just needs to talk. Maybe they don't even know they need to talk. Maybe they don't even know that they needed to express those emotions or those feelings or, or come and have that kind of answer, that kind of just relatability. 
which leads me to this. And this is probably just to Jared Hauser and none of you, but maybe you can apply it to your life. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is shut up. Amen. Amen. <laughs> no elbows thrown at wives or husbands right now, please. Uh, sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is shut up, right? Because there's that awkward silence thing and people don't like silence. And if you just say, okay, let's do it. The most spiritual thing you can do to help bring out that next step, that, that, that revelatory moment is just be quiet and listen. You don't have to have the answers. Just listen. Psalm 141.3. Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. That may be the scripture you need to pray over yourself before you enter a conversation. Set a guard over my mouth, Lord, that you would supernaturally keep my lips shut. So that I could hear what's going on. I could hear the pain. I could hear the joy. I could, I could hear the victory. I could hear the questions and what's happening. Would you set a guard over my lips? Now, when it is time to talk, how do we do that? We simply take small talk to real talk. We take weather conversations into heart conversations. Take small talk into real talk. Take small talk into real talk. This is a hard transition. It is hard to do. And this is where that understanding, if we have permission to speak into someone's life, is not. Is there or not? How do you do that? You start asking questions. My neighbor, their kid is graduating, which makes me feel really weird because they were like nine years old when we moved into the house. I was like, he's graduating? Yeah, how you doing with that? Not good, <laughs> right? And so all of a sudden, I have permission to be like, okay, what's the next step? What are you and your wife going to do? Are you going to be empty nesters? Is he staying at home? Is he going to JJC? Is he getting a trade? Is he, what's he doing? All these questions all of a sudden started happening. I don't have to have any answers to any life questions. I just get to listen. And then in that, this did not happen, but there might be the opportunity for, yeah, my wife and I are scared. Honestly, you may hear the, the, the trepidation in someone's voice of going, I've got to learn how to love my wife again because there's not any kids here at my house. That happens way too often, right? And so there's a moment to speak into and to say, hey, I know that's a crazy transition. We went on a really cool date the other day. Maybe you can do that. You can do that. That's where you get to speak into. I went from small talk to real talk. I didn't go too far. I didn't ask any questions that were too revealing. I'm just like, hey, this is how we might be able to reconnect. <laughs> yes. Love it. I uh, love it. I love it. I love it. If you can't hear the kids, they are rocking downstairs. Um, Laura, one of our elders, Laura Warren, loves to uh, disrupt service with the kids being loud. That is like her goal. Uh, and I, I, I affirm this at all. Um, Sorry, I lost my place. Okay. Um, first thing we do when we have this conversation is we speak life into people. We are in a world and a moment and a time in which we are torn down all the time from all kinds of different angles. So how can we just take the moment, which I think personally, for me, I have to take a moment to do the spiritual act of shutting up so that I can be prepared 
to speak life into people. Instead of going down the gossip train, instead of going down the negative, negative train, instead of going down all the, the woe is me train, whoa, 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 I see this in you. You're doing this amazing. You may have to dig pretty deep to find the, the, the gold in that mud, right? Sometimes you're just like, whoo, their whole world is crashing, but they're breathing. Hey, you took that breath great today, right? I'm being facetious, but sometimes it feels like that, doesn't it? But someone just needs something positive. To, like, oh, someone saw something into me. And I'm going to grab a hold of that. I am in ministry today because at the lowest point in my life, a pastor who never took lunch appointments took me out to lunch, did not know me. I'd been going to the church for three months, did not know me. We went out to Chili's. He stood across the, thing, uh, the, the table from me. Big vocabulary word there. Um, <laughs> wow. He sat across there with our Chili's cheeseburgers. We talked about church. We talked about life. And he looked over at me and said, you have what it takes. And it changed my life. I was going through tough time. But he looked me in the eye. Did you have what it takes? He didn't know all the baggage. I didn't tell him my life story. He still doesn't know what's going on, what happened then. But he looked at me and said, you have what it takes. And it changed my life. Folks, if we just take the initiative, maybe we feel like, I don't know, we sound silly. Me and Eric are having a Coke. I'm like, Eric, you have what it takes. He's like, thanks, Jared. I don't know. I, whatever. But you, it feels awkward. But no, I think, Eric, you're doing an awesome job being a dad. An awesome job with being a dad. I love the way Hunter looks up to you and wants to carry your guitars. I, just, I love that about you guys. Oh, I'm not failing. Because did you know that parenting teenagers is hard? Right? Everyone needs, like, if you see a person with a teenager next to them, be like, hey, you're doing better than you think you are. <laughs> okay. They're breathing, right? Okay, I'm winning. <laughs> so, were they fed today? Yes. Only once. I don't care. They, they, can, they can graze in the pantry the rest of the time, but you fed them once. Proverbs 18.21 says this, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Easy to say and something that should always be on your mind is there is power of life and death in the tongue. There is power of life and death in the tongue. This thing is powerful. You can crush somebody with it or you can set them on a different trajectory in life with it. We have to take what we say seriously. Speak life to people. Second thing we speak is we speak love into people. No, we don't. We speak truth. Sorry, I'm out of order. Proverbs 15, 4 says this. We're going to get to love. I know, I just ruined the surprise, right? Uh, <laughs> Proverbs 15, 4 says this. Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Sometimes... We want to be liked so much that we don't actually speak truth into people. Truth can hurt some feelings. I want to, best practices for speaking truth to someone. Do it wrapped in love, in mercy, and grace. 
but also be incredibly clear. 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 Clarity with truth is the kindest way to deliver truth. Whether that's with your children. Uh, you might, you know, Bo, you may want to clean your room this week because you can't open the door. Bowen, clean your room in the next 30 minutes. Oh, okay. I gave him too much. Was, I wanted the next 30 minutes for the room to be cleaned both ways, right? However, I gave him too much of a window for his own interpretation. Now, I'll keep it benign with cleaning your room, but there's all kinds of stuff in there that we can fit that with, with our own, own lives, right? When we talk to our spouses, when we talk to our, our, our neighbors, when we talk to everything, the, the clarity of it. What do I need from you at this moment? What needs to change? Where is the problem point? This is actually the problem point. I'm not going to beat around the bush with it. This is the problem point. Here. I can deliver it nicely, but it has to be clear. And sometimes if you go, man, they... My husband never listens to me. Are you clear in your communication? Are you clear? Yeah, I know what I'm saying very well. But does he? He should. Should and does are two totally different things. Have you stapled it to his forehead yet? Right, because sometimes like women and men, your brains think totally different. You communicate totally different. Be clear. So if you think that your message is getting missed, be clear. If he goes, I know exactly what you're saying, I'm just not doing it. Now that's a whole other problem. However, try to be clear and clear and clear and clear and clear. And even say, because the classic fight between men and women is, I don't need you to fix my problems right now. I need you to listen. Right? That's very helpful, actually. Just, you don't have to scream it. You just say, I don't need a solution. I just need you to listen. I don't have to, because the guy's brain's going to be like, I could go buy this at Home Depot and fix that problem right now. Keep your mouth shut, keep your mouth shut, keep your mouth shut, keep your mouth shut. Right? Paul, right there? Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> right? But that's how we got to do, because the clarity is the kindness portion of that. All right. Now, the last one. I know I already ruined the surprise, but we got to speak love to people. First, First Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I do not speak in love... Bang, bang, bang. That's all you hear. I can speak life into people, but if I do it with not love, it doesn't resonate. If I can speak truth into people, you're wrong here, this is right. Now I come off judgy and cranky. It's all going to be wrapped up in love, to speak love into people's life. It is a balance. It's hard. It's hard to speak truth and love at the same time. And I think clarity is the transition piece that helps those happen together. It's one of the communication things I'm really trying to work on as a person in the last year. That's the filter. It was like, okay, okay, is this clear enough? Is this clear enough? Is this clear enough? Because I know I failed at this spot. I've tried to speak too much. I've, I've gotten out of whack out of these three. And so, okay, how do I do this? Well, clarity is the transition piece that connects them to work together. Ask questions. Shut your mouth, ask questions, speak life, 
love truth with clarity. How we deal with our spouses, how we deal with our kids, how we deal with our neighbors, because we are called to speak that. When we speak love into people's lives, we ask these questions. How does that make you feel? What does that look like? What do you see that happening in the next few years? And then all of a sudden, the opportunity to share Christ comes in those, the answers to those questions. Because when you answer a question, you reveal a little bit more of your heart. You reveal a little bit more of the situation you're in. What comes out of your mouth is, I once was this, and now I'm this. I once had that kind of conversation. I once had that transition in my life. I once had that problem. I once had that issue. I once struggled through something similar, but Jesus, and now I'm this. We're not beating people over with the Bible. We're not hitting them upside the head. We're speaking life, truth, and love into people and then leading them to a savior who wants eternal life with them, wants forgiveness with them, wants to give them grace and mercy. And when we exemplify that in our conversation techniques, when we exemplify that in, in our relationships, we're not a clanging gong. Instead, we're salt and light. Let me pray for you this morning. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for who you are, what you're about, what you're doing in life. Lord, we ask you to be with us. We ask you to guide us. We ask you to give us our saltiness. Lord, this morning we ask for your touch in our lives. Lord, right now, probably as I was speaking, different conversations, different faces, different people were coming to mind of who they need to have conversations with, how they need to give permission, or if they're receiving permission from them to speak love truth and, and life into their lives. Lord, I pray for the courage and the opportunity to speak this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. One second, man. Also, just because you fail at having these deeper conversations doesn't mean that you're supposed to give up. It takes, like, I failed nine out of 10 times in having deeper conversations. Why? Because I have three children and a dog. And if I start having a conversation with somebody, something's barking, <laughs> right? And so I just want you guys to know that distractions happen, things happen, life happens, whatever. Don't give up on this. Don't give up on this. All right, that's, I missed that part, so I want to make sure that you got that this morning. Thanks for joining us at church this week. And a special thanks to all those who continue to support our mission through your generosity. You too can support our mission to reach, grow, and serve our community by giving on the website or through the app. To make sure you never miss out on a message, be sure to subscribe, and don't forget to hit that share button to spread the word. Have a great week.